0: Hello, FPL managers, welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 77, which we are recording in the midst of game week 22. We hope the game week is going well for you and that you didn't leave Char third on your bench like I did. Uh, I am Boss, the casual manager, and my co-host is SirTop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. And as the game week isn't over yet, we're recording a special episode today with a special guest. Sirtop, I'll leave it to you to do the introduction. Sure.
1: Uh, as we na- navigate through a complex phase of the season with fixture changes, potential blanks, and double game weeks, strategic planning becomes crucial. The transfers, and more importantly, the chip strategy around these game weeks can make or break your season. Uh, that's why joining us today is Talha. Uh, a fix your guru from our FPL Analytics Discord community, uh, originally from Pakistan and now residing in the United Kingdom, a passionate sports enthusiast. is immersed in the world of cricket and football, but steering clear of golf and NFL. I will ask about it later. <laughs> uh, Talha's professional expertise as a financial statements auditor gives him an edge in mathematics and statistics, which I hope uh, enriching his FPL strategies. Uh, he has been playing FPL since the 2006 and 2007 season. Wow. Beyond numbers, I heard he's an adrenaline junkie with skydiving under his belts and bungee jumping on his on his horizon. Uh, Talha, welcome! And as we buckle up for this skydiving jump that we call fixture uncertainties, we are thank you for lending a hand and accepting our invite.
2: Thank you, Bas and Sarthab, for having me on the podcast. It is. I feel quite privileged uh, to be joining as a guest Uh, I joined uh, Twitter few years ago simply uh, because I wanted to follow some uh, prominent personalities and I heard from friends that they have official accounts Uh, and now then only couple of seasons later I realized there is an FPL community which is more tailored to my interests. Rather than those official accounts, which probably will never respond to me, Uh, and here I am after a few years, my first ever FPL podcast. So
1: please (laughs) be on it. Excellent, excellent. And we are eager to hear your insight. But first of all, would you like to introduce yourself in your own words?
2: Yeah, so, so I guess it was quite uh, the introduction that you gave to me. Uh, I would like to slightly underplay it uh, by saying that I am more of a fixtures enthusiast, uh, and I have still some levels to reach uh, the guru or expert uh, level. Uh, th- that would be my uh, default. But yeah, I am always quite uh, keen to learn and develop further just because I have a strong interest in this area. Uh, because as you said, my work, uh, and also just my general interest in sport, I have a quite strong likeness for uh, permutations. uh, And to some extent that also leads into the fixtures world, uh, which kind of resonates with my preferences. Uh, The key thing that triggered in the last few years is when uh, the COVID uh, seasons had quite a lot of postponements. and uh, while uh, the overall world environment was quite unfortunate uh, but it was just from a fpl perspective quite a few games had to be rearranged uh, etc and that created more uh, elements to be considered uh, from a rescheduling perspective so that is what really got me into the detail of this uh, field which i am now kind of developing further into
1: Oh, that's amazing. Well, you're very modest. I mean, you say you're just an enthusiast, but yeah, I I keep reading your like messages in the Discord and sometimes I just get lost because there are so many things that you're talking about. I'm like, okay, this is how fe- people feel when I talk to them about analytics and mathematics, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, have we collected some questions from different people and, for example, from our Discord server and from Thivider, as much as possible you know between this walker gate uh, thing (laughs) Uh, and we also added some questions ourselves let's go through some of these questions Um, and the the first one is a general one about the premier league rearranges fixtures Um, do you know and or if you don't i'm sure you will have a good idea on it how the process works and what different parameters are that are being considered in fixture rearrangements? Hmm. So, so
2: in my view, uh, while there are various uh, stakeholders in this process, uh, the first and foremost priority is given to the TV broadcasters, uh, which uh, I know we all uh, or most match going fans are sad about it, but that is the reality. Hmm. Uh, And the more priority when I say is the TV broadcasters, I'm mainly alluding to the UK uh, TV broadcasters that are Sky and TNT, which was formerly known as BT. Uh, There is an element obviously of Amazon also because it has two uh, Premier League match weeks. Uh, But its deal is ending uh, after the end of next season. So from the 2025-26 season, uh, the new TV deal that has just been signed up uh, Couple of months ago only includes Sky and TNT, uh, so now there will be only two stakeholders uh, to consider. Uh, the other element, then, after the broadcasters, is about the clubs and the authorities, uh, the authorities being the local authorities uh, who have to decide upon the um, Safety uh, of the supporters and just uh, because there are obviously, as you know, thousands of people uh, going into uh, the matches, uh, so they have to assess whether the timing and the dates uh, work for the policing resources uh, mm-hmm. to happen. C- couple of things that I will uh, kind of mention to people of that has happened recently uh, are, for example, uh, there was a Manchester City and Liverpool game in game mm-hmm. week thirteen. Uh, that was put to 12.30 p.m. uh, Although it was a Sky uh, broadcast game. Now Sky's usual broadcast on a Saturday is 5.30 whereas 12.30 is for TNT. But because of uh, the authorities deciding that they cannot have a late kickoff uh, for Man City and Liverpool due to uh, issues that can happen outside the ground or in the ground with fans and also historic uh, matches between these teams that have taken place. They took the view, 5.30 was too late, and it had to happen at an earlier time. Now, in Saturday, it means the only slot available was 12.30, because 3 p.m. is a blackout in the UK. Uh, So, while the schedule remained with the broadcaster Sky, but the times were switched, uh, and the TNT game of Brentford Arsenal had to move to the 5.30 game, given it was not seen as a high-risk game. Okay. Another instance that will come in few weeks is game week 27 of the Manchester Derby. Uh, on Sunday, in UK, the usual slot is 4.30pm for what we call as the Super Sunday game. Uh, the Manchester Derby is at 3.30pm. Uh, again, due to the local authority deeming it to have an earlier kickoff, uh, simply because they believe an earlier kickoff, they can manage people better. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that people, the game finishes early, people are off to home early (laughs) rather Mm -hmm. than staying late in the evenings uh, around the ground.
1: So I have a quick question about this. So you mentioned that Sky and uh, TNT are the main TV broadcasters. So uh, between those two, is there any preference? Like, is the, like, for example, Sky the main uh, broadcaster? Mm -hmm. So they are being given a priority?
2: Yes, so it depends on... uh, the selection for that uh game week uh so what premier league have is uh what we call uh first pick till fifth pick or order of picks one till five
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh as per their package in any given week uh, sky have the first pick
0: hmm.
2: tnt have preference for the second pick and the fifth pick hmm. so If TNT don't uh, select a game as a second pick, then it will go to Sky. Then -hmm. they will obviously have the third and fourth pick. And then the fifth will will come to TNT. Uh, And there are a limited number of second and fifth picks that TNT can make. Uh, There is a portion. So 20 uh, second picks they can make during the season. And 12 fifth picks they can make during the season. That makes up their total 32 uh, weekend games in the season. Uh, You might ask 32 and where the total games in the season are 38. So there are four midweek rounds, uh, which are either two with TNT, like even we are having tonight, uh, one of the Mm -hmm. midweek rounds, or two are with Amazon. So that leaves two more rounds where they have to, what we call skip games, uh, because they only have 32 picks for 34 rounds so game week 27 for which the schedule was announced last friday mm-hmm. uh, you might if you go to there you will see that tnt do not have a twelve thirty game because they have decided to skip that round hmm. and they but... already skipped one round uh, earlier in the season i think game week 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what that means is they are eyeing up a game on the last game of the season uh, hoping that if the title race is between at least two or three teams then sky will pick one of the team let's say man city and tnt will pick liverpool rather than right. sky showing both man city and liverpool and tnt do not have any uh value on the final day
0: okay well you clearly know a lot about this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> amazing. That's great. I was just thinking while you were talking, I think you know, everybody knows Ben Krellen and everybody follows him. He's also a fixture expert. So how do you compare yourself to him? Is it like the same level or are you trying to to compete with him or how should we maybe see that?
2: I I would say uh i am still uh in the kind of learning phase simply okay. because of the years of experience uh, yeah. uh, because i i in fact i have learned a lot uh from ben either via to some extent via chats with him or like okay. uh, sartar might have noted on uh, twitter via discussions in the comments uh and also to some extent just like you know following uh yeah. his twitter feed uh, i understand he has been on it for more than uh, maybe six to eight years if not okay. more yeah uh, so i think yeah plus the other uh, element which he introduced to me is the digital spy forum uh which we will potentially come to in one of the later questions about okay. the resources uh as to those are quite yeah. like the the people there are what i really consider as experts in okay. terms of the picks order so what i suggested about who has priority etc is what i've learned from forums there
0: oh um, great so you clearly also spend some time on it yeah yeah all right cool all right uh so we have a good person to ask some more questions and uh the the, the next question I had here was a bit following up on what you just explained uh about the general process but then with a with an example um and I was also wondering like you know sometimes a new fixture date gets announced quite soon while in other cases it can take more time and I think we saw that also this season and was the the Luton Burnley game that already got postponed in game week one and then it got rescheduled quite quickly to game week seven but on the other hand we have the Bournemouth Luton game that was uh stopped and or abandoned in game week 17 and we're still waiting for a new date so how does that work in terms of the the time it takes to to fix a new date, basically?
2: So it's kind of, as you say, uh, rightly, it's kind of linked to the first uh, question that uh, the priority is for the broadcasters. Uh, okay. In this example, uh, the Luton and Burnley game was not initially picked for TV uh, broadcast in the UK. So it could have gone to any midweek, Oh. Uh, clearly, the league uh, tried to put games uh, against their own uh, cup competitions. So, for example, whether it's the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, those rounds where both teams are eliminated rather than against UEFA uh, competitions.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, what happened on this one was both Burnley and Luton won their second round games towards the end of August. And also, when the draw happened for the third round, both of them had relatively favorable draws, uh, as in opponents who they would play in the third round. That meant that uh, first point, even if both teams got eliminated in the third round, the earliest the Premier League game could be played in was the fourth round midweek later in the season, uh, which was maybe, I think, around game week uh, 14, Uh, or something around like post-game week 10. Uh, The second uh, element was that uh, if those teams didn't get eliminated earlier, it would just go on further to the quarterfinal weekend, etc., which would just like, you know, uh, kind of to some extent, what we like to call in the scheduling world is the integrity of the competition where the Premier League try to keep uh, the number of games uh, for the teams uh, at a similar level, uh, so not too far away. Um, okay. Given there is no, there was no broadcaster element in this game, the right. league themselves have, a, or the teams rather, have a say as to if they want a game to be played earlier so that they don't have a congestion uh, later in the season, especially for teams like uh, you could imagine uh, Luton or Burnley, where they have slightly smaller scores compared to some of the bigger teams. Uh, they would rather, I think, uh, play games earlier in the season where they have their star players fit rather than have an unfortunate injury. And then have a game later when the star player is not fit and affect their result. So when, uh, after the second round results and the third round draw happened, uh, yeah. end of August, the league would have potentially discussed with the teams and took the view in first week of September that it was best to play the game during a UEFA midweek uh, rather than wait for in hope that one of the teams get eliminated in the third round, which was unlikely. And as we kind of want to see uh, hindsight optimal, uh, it was seen later that uh, Burnley did win their third round. Luton had an upset, but it meant that the game could not even happen on the fourth round midweek. Okay. So it had to happen. He would have pushed further later. Uh, I don't know how, how much uh, this thing happens with all other teams, but uh, I know it happened with Luton in the sense I listened on a football podcast where the Luton chairman was a guest and he himself said that they were keen to have the Bundley fixture rearranged earlier because they wanted uh, home games uh, early in the season okay. uh, to get them slightly up in the table.
1: Huh.
2: So, I think the teams also have some say. Now, I know later in the cycle, once the game was rearranged, uh, Sky picked the game. Uh, also, because it was uh, on uh, a kind of a low-profile Premier League fixture, uh, yeah. Burnley, uh, Luton and Burnley. So, it was not, in my view, seen as a kind of detriment for UEFA uh, to see that their uh, right. Uf, uh Champions League coverage would be compromised uh, because the Premier League do need UEFA's approval uh, to put rearranged games on a uh, UEFA midweek night. Uh, But when there are either no options available, like we might have seen uh, in the Man City uh, rearrangement that has been announced for game week 25, or uh, the Liverpool one, which is likely to be. in those cases the ufm um, have to accept because obviously okay. the english teams are also part of the uf uh, confederation uh, but also if there are uh, options available uh, they also just uh, don't push out games for the sake of pushing them to a later date okay so so i guess yeah i might have gone into quite a lot of detail of to why the game week two fixture was uh, rearranged for game week seven Uh, Coming back to the second point of the question as to why the game week 17 postponement of Bournemouth-Luton has not uh, happened. Uh, So I think it is a good opportunity to remind ourselves that uh, the game happened kind of in the crunch crunch period of uh, December. uh, Where the schedule was already packed and there was not a single day uh, free for any team to have a game. Then we went into January, which is kind of seen as the winter break for the Premier League teams. uh, Which seems to us that the fixture has taken quite a while. uh, But it has been just over a month since that game was postponed. And also there is the element the league have to figure that coincidentally Luton had another postponement that at that time was likely for the Liverpool blank, which is now confirmed. But because of Liverpool's uh, participation in the UEFA competitions, it means that rearrangement has to take priority. So Uh, the league ideally have to first find a solution for that one. And then the Bournemouth-Luton game. So just because Luton are involved in both, coincidentally, uh, the earlier postponement takes less precedence over the later postponement simply because of Liverpool's participation in UEFA competitions
0: okay so there are all these different rules that need to be followed i get it yeah okay all right so yeah you talked a lot already about the the influence that the broadcasters have Uh, we actually did get a question about it so i wonder if i think you answered already but let's just check if there's anything you wanted to add the question came in from fpl benchwarmers who was asking How much sway do TV companies have over the rescheduling of fixtures? And I think listening to you already now, uh, yeah, they have a lot of sway.
1: I think before you answer, I think I'm also wondering in the sense that you were mentioning, uh, like they talk with UEFA so that I guess like the big profile games don't happen at the same time. So they don't cut, like cannibalize uh, the audience, I assume. So if there's a conflict of interest between like TV companies and UEFA's games, like which one has the priority is probably a follow-up from my side.
2: Yeah so I, I will try to answer my uh, to the extent uh, I can perceive uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. all, unfortunately this information is not public so we, I guess we never know what uh, happens okay. in the background. Uh, yeah. but yeah in uh, the kind of thing I was going to say was around the Chelsea Tottenham postponement uh, also of Game week 26. Uh, That one is deemed to be a first pick for Sky in game week 26, uh, meaning that was their kind of top priority game. So clearly they will want to have that game uh, in a midweek, that is a free midweek, which in FPL terms we say game week 34 or 37. So that can also clearly uh, be impacted by uh, other postponements of the same teams. Uh, so for example chelsea have a arsenal game in game week 29 and a brighton game in game week 34 now we know that uh, both arsenal and brighton are in uefa competitions currently uh, and they might well progress in both uh, so it and also both those game weeks clash with uh, the fa cup rounds of quarterfinal and semi final weekend So there is a possibility that both those games are postponed and the only options uh, for the Premier League are to reschedule those games in game week 34 and 37 for Chelsea because both their opponents are in UEFA competitions. It means that the Spurs game will have to go in a midweek that is a UEFA midweek, which obviously will... Uh, not be liked by Sky, uh, but there is no alternative for Mm. them. Uh, I guess the alternative for them is to drop the game, uh, as in not broadcast. But a high-profile game like this is not uh, what we expect uh, Sky to drop. Uh, If we go on precedence of previous seasons, or just a couple of seasons ago, they had a Man United-Chelsea game in one of the COVID seasons, which had to happen uh, in one of the UFR midweeks, simply because Chelsea had loads of uh, postponements and they were going into finals of all competitions. Uh, so that game happened on a Thursday and Sky did broadcast that game. If we see a similar example of last season, uh, it was a Newcastle-Brighton game which uh, if I am to some extent gloat about myself, I predicted it to go into game week 36. uh, whereas some of the other people were predicting it into game week 31. Uh, It did go into game week 36. Uh, But uh, what happened was that it was initially picked by TNT, uh, or at that time BT, uh, and it was a postponement from the Carabao Cup uh, earlier in the season. So you can understand quite a long gap uh, happened. But because it was a TNT fixture, they wanted a unique night for them. uh, And they just couldn't get it in a free midweek because of uh, the teams having, so Brighton or Newcastle having other opponents which uh, had to play their games in the free midweeks. Uh, Brighton, more importantly, had Man United and Man City who were both in UEFA competitions. Meant that the Newcastle game, while TNT waited till the end, it ultimately had to go into a UFA midweek. Now, uh, TNT or BT, uh, as we used to call them, uh, also have the rights for UFA competitions broadcast in the UK. So it would have meant them clashing against their own coverage of a UFA uh, competition. So what ultimately happened was that TNT dropped that game. And they picked a final, uh, as in a final uh, day of the season game as a second pick. Sky took that as an opportunity, thinking it was a good game and picked that game. But for a Thursday night, because Thursday nights uh, are seen as less high profile by UEFA, given the Europa League or the Conference League are less high profile compared to Champions League nights on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Right. Uh, so the game ultimately got played on Thursday. It was picked by Sky uh, and it got broadcasted and TNT had a pick later. So it was not that their pick was lost. It's just that they chose otherwise. Uh, also, the other option is like we have seen a couple of seasons ago in the COVID seasons when the broadcaster just doesn't find a, a appropriate uh, solution for themselves. They just drop the game and pick a match later in the season. Uh, so that game goes into any UEFA midweek, uh, but a non-televised uh, for the UK people. Okay.
1: Awesome. Uh, well, I, I think as a natural follow-up, my question is, Well, how did you actually figure all of this out? I mean, there's a immense amount of information even just listening to you now. And yeah. I know there are people who are listening who are kind of interested to become, you know, more more like a fixture expert or maybe like Enthusiasts, I will say. Uh, so, would you recommend some sources to learn more about these processes? For example, you mentioned about you know chassis game can go, go either gaming thirty four or thirty seven. Like as a as an individual, like if I'm interested to learn, like which one is more likely to happen? Where do I find information? Where do I start?
2: So for me, I I will kind of take you briefly on my journey. For Mm -hmm. me, the starting point was uh, four uh, FPL Twitter accounts, uh, namely Ben Crelin, James Mm -hmm. from Planet FPL, uh, Legomane, uh, and Ian Perrin. Uh, Ian Perrin uh, is mainly about uh, the Sky game or the Sky fantasy football, but that Mm -hmm. is more relevant for fixture rescheduling. Because in the Sky game we have daily captains, mm-hmm. uh, whereas in the FPL, as we know, it's a weekly thing. Week, okay. So there, there is more focus on fixtures. Uh, so he is kind of, in my view, seen as the expert on that. Uh, other than Twitter, uh, what was introduced to me, if I remember correctly, by Ben Krellin a uh, couple of seasons ago, was the Digital Spy forum. Uh, and if someone is really quite keen to, I mean, become a strong enthusiast like me, or if not, just like, you know, interested uh, in reading through stuff about how the various people assess the permutations and what goes in the background, then I would say those people are the real experts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know from our uh, Discord, there are a couple of people uh, like uh, Alistair or Ted Lasso, uh, Mm -hmm. as we call in our Discord, Paul, uh, JC, uh, so these are also people which I always uh, kind of are in conversation and bounce of ideas, because I guess the more people you interact with, the more insights you get. Um, so, so those are, I would say, key resources. But yeah, if you have a likeness for permutations, then I'm sure you can go far in this uh, field.
1: <laughs> Great. So, um So... Then another game that is taking quite some time to get rearranged is Liverpool-Luton game, uh, which many people believe will get scheduled in game week 25, making it a double game week uh, for both teams. Uh, I haven't checked the news today, I don't know, but as far as I know it is not uh, announced yet. So what's your take on it and by when can we expect a decision? And if it doesn't happen in game week 25 for some reason, what is the alternative view? You- think that will happen. Uh, It was a question from FPL-Maz on Twitter.
2: Yeah, so I guess first of all, my initial instinct is that uh, it's quite a shame that the game has not been rescheduled yet, not just for FPL purposes, uh, but more so for match-going fans or uh, just the audience in general. Mm. Uh, When I answered the first question about the key stakeholders, That was one of the things uh, I probably didn't add. Was that unfortunately, uh, it seems that the match going fans are last on the priority list uh, about uh, rearrangements or schedulings in general. Uh, As as we kind of the community is right to perceive uh, the high likelihood of this game going into uh, double game week 25. uh, and the key criteria for that being uh, that Liverpool only have uh, or could only have two free midweeks later in the season, being uh, game week 34 and 37. Uh, and those uh, could be utilized by their two postponements uh, via the FA Cup quarterfinal and the semifinals. Uh, because if they go f- uh, far in both the FA Cup and the Europa League, They will not have any free midweek to play these games. When I say not have any free midweek, I refer to that the Premier League are expected to maintain uh, the integrity of the competition in a way that uh, teams have at least uh, two free uh, days of rest uh, during games. Uh, And hence, they don't have kind of what we saw once, uh, or at least once I have seen, if it has happened more, uh, I'm not aware about the triple game week uh, that happened for Manchester United. Uh, And in my understanding, that also happened uh, because uh, there was fan disruption between the Man United-Liverpool game towards the very end of the season. Uh, So the league did not have time Uh, or as you can say, they did not keep a contingency free midweek for Man United. Uh, They had planned the last free midweek for their Leicester game. Uh, But because uh, this game was uh, postponed out of the blue, they had to make it a triple game week simply because they were running out of uh, weeks in the league season. But otherwise, to my knowledge, I have not seen a triple game week. Uh, where it is simply because the league tried to be uh, proactive and ensuring that is not the case. Uh, Recent examples also we can see of Manchester United last season, uh, where they had, I think, about four to five uh, uh, double game weeks. uh, And game week 20 and 22 were announced in some occasions on less than two weeks notice. uh, I think the Leeds game was announced maybe just on ten, or either the Leeds or the Crystal Palace game was announced just on ten days' notice, Okay. Uh, which Ben Carrilan had rightly predicted it would be. Uh, I didn't think that the league would be this harsh, <laughs> but unfortunately they they were that harsh uh, on the fans. So yeah, so we so in uh, summary, I would think that game week twenty five is still uh, most likely. Okay. Obviously, as the days go by. Uh, If we were to consider from odds perspective, they reduce each day. Uh, I think three weeks, as we see now, is still a reasonable amount of time. Uh, I would think or I would be strongly concerned if it is not announced by, let's say, in the next five to six days. So by next Tuesday, if it is not announced, then I would be strongly concerned as to why they aren't. And the league is taking a chance. On Liverpool being eliminated. The only other uh, route out I could see uh, could work uh, is in game week 32. Uh, uh, And that how it could work. uh, So it might sound uh, odd or funny. uh, And I don't think the league uh, will work it this way. But it is a possibility to ensure it's not a triple game week and a double game week. So Liverpool have decent rest. Uh, and how it works is it has to be structured from game week 30. So the game week 30 is coming after the international break. Uh, so If Liverpool have a Saturday game in game week 30, a Tuesday game in game week 31, which is the midweek round, a Friday game in game week 32, then they can have a Monday game as a double in game week 32 and still uh. play their. Europa League game on the Thursday in-game week 32 while maintaining the two-three-day gap as expected uh, and not have fixture congestion. Uh, Obviously, the puzzle here is that when I say Liverpool can have their games on these set days, it means their opponents will also have to follow the same route. And obviously, there are TV games uh, that also have to factor in. So I would give this possibility maybe less than 1% chance uh, (laughs) to happen uh, just from a reality perspective. Uh, But that is one way. Uh, Otherwise, uh, it will just look very odd if the league wait for Liverpool to have a triple game week, which they might do. Uh, And given where they are in the league position, they will be strong contenders for competing for the title. Uh, So it will be just seen... uh, Quite wrongly from just from an overall integrity of the competition perspective that liverpool are having a triple game week towards end of the season where man city are having maybe one game a week uh, and with their squad uh seen at the further stronger position than
1: liverpool <laughs> i'm sure club okay. won't complain <laughs> if it happens right <laughs> that will be an interesting say to uh, yeah. say goodbye yeah yeah
0: so, but yeah, game week 25 looks most likely and uh, we should keep an eye on that during the next days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, we did talk about that Bournemouth game earlier that got postponed. And I think some people are also keeping an eye on it because it could potentially be an interesting double game week, uh, especially for Solanke owners. Um, so what's the latest on that one in terms of expectations? Uh, it's, it's the game against Luton that needs to get rearranged. And we also had that question on Twitter from FPL Rover, uh, who was asking how likely it is that their double game week could happen in either game weeks 27 or 28. Do you have any view on that?
2: I guess on uh, this uh, rearrangement, uh, my feelings uh, or uh, hope might uh, be overtaking my mind about the reality <laughs> really? in the sense I am... Uh, Keen, plus, hoping that it is rearranged for game week 28 uh, so that I can hopefully use uh, the triple captainship on Solanke. Um,
1: okay.
2: Given the slight uncertainty around uh, Haaland and Sala in game week uh, 25, 25. 25. Uh, 25. Yeah. plus, uh, it will also be a route to be something different and maybe yeah. uh, make some gains. Yeah. Uh, Why I see game week 28 as still being likely is because I don't think the league can wait for the FA Cup games uh, of Bournemouth and Luton that are due to take place uh, just before game week 27 uh, and whether uh, both teams are eliminated uh, from the FA Cup, but their opponents uh, in game week 28, Nottingham Forest and Wolves progress in the FA Cup meaning that Bournemouth and Luton can be played in game week 29 while their opponents are playing their FA Cup quarterfinals. Uh, uh, So so I guess that time is just too short uh, in my view. It will be just uh, two and a half weeks uh, for the league uh, to decide on that fixture for game week 29. Hence, I believe uh, they have all the information or all the logistics currently available to make the game in game week 28. Uh, the game week 28 TV fixtures are not uh, out yet. They are expected to be out latest by Friday. Uh, so okay. in the next two days, so it could be tomorrow mm. or Friday. Uh, why I feel game week 27 is slightly less likely uh, than 28 is because uh, Bournemouth have a Sunday game and game week 27. Mm. Okay. So it kind of puts them only uh, for Wednesday uh, in the game week 27 uh, table. Whereas game week 28, uh, if they both teams are on a Saturday, uh, it has uh, two options for them uh, on the. Okay. Tuesday and the Wednesday. Uh, The thing why uh, I prefer game week 28 is because uh, if both teams progress in the cup competitions, uh, they will have uh, further blanks to deal with uh, and then it will just put them further back in terms of number of games uh, played. So it's not that game week 34 and 37 uh, will is not possible for this Uh, but i think to kind of maintain the number of games equality uh, Mm -hmm. for both teams uh, that is why i think game week 28 is likely Uh, as always with these games we sometimes have to go on precedent uh, as to whether there is any correlation Uh, but sometimes the correlation works sometimes the league might think differently if i was to use the correlation of last season Uh, we saw two rearrangements in game week 27, Brentford versus Southampton uh, and Brighton versus Crystal Palace. Uh, And both of them were uh, simply because those teams were having quite a backlog of games and while they could be played later in the season, uh, but it is just that uh, the league doesn't want uh, to drag further uh, teams uh, lagging behind in the number of games okay. uh, simply because a uh, level playing field is preferred. Uh, so that is yeah. my view that uh, it will be similar thing this season. Uh, but they just need to get the Luton uh, Liverpool game sorted. Uh, and then uh, I believe this game will be uh, happening in 28. Uh, I won't say it is uh, more than 50%. Uh, but i think it roughly has about uh 30% uh currently in my view uh the probability of it happening uh in game week 28 simply because in my view what i see is bournemouth having a favorable fa cup uh draw in game week 25 which just creates a chance of them having further blanks in the season
0: okay yeah, well, you know, listening to you, I was just thinking, like, I would like to meet the guy at the Premier League who is also, uh, who is tasked to come up with these new fixtures. And I wonder if he's thinking like you're thinking. And I'm also wondering if he's listening to this podcast, probably not. <laughs> What would he be thinking? Like, you know, these guys, they're crazy. Or do you think that, is there, is, you think there is a guy like that? Is it a one guy uh, job? Or is it, is it the computer program? Or what do you think?
2: Uh, so, so I did read an article uh, at the start of this season uh, on the Premier League website. Uh, I think it was from the guy who leads uh, this area uh, for the Premier League, uh, okay. where he was uh, explaining about how the fixture list is done. Okay. Uh, obviously, they use a computer uh, to assess or put in uh, the various permutations. But he also mentioned that there are various elements of speaking to authorities uh, and also putting in uh, specific uh, rules in terms of dates where certain teams cannot play home games at the same. uh, Being, for example, in the Premier League, uh, Arsenal and Tottenham uh, or Fulham and Chelsea. Uh, So those kind of elements are there. Uh, And then around uh, the kind of busy festive period, Uh, where there are short turnarounds uh, in the December period. So they try to reduce uh, the journey time for the teams uh, so that they are playing closer because uh, so that it will also help the teams and also the fans to some extent, plus also the rail network in the UK is uh, kind of to some extent less available uh, in the festive period. Uh, So there are various considerations. uh, And I would hope that... uh, Also for rearrangements, they go into the detail as much as Ben Krellen or some of the other guys go, Uh, but yeah, that is an hidden truth or a hidden uh, element, I suppose, from all of
0: us. Well, I think I'll uh, I'll spend some time on LinkedIn tomorrow trying to find that guy. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Head of fixtures rearrangements at FA or something like that i'll let you know if i find them sure. all right <laughs> now uh, a big question which i think everyone is trying to figure out in order to decide on the chip strategies uh we know that game weeks 26 29 and 34 will be game weeks in which we can expect most blanks to happen and at the same time there is game week 25 34 and 37 uh, as the main game weeks, uh, where we will have double games. So, yeah, do you have any early thoughts on which postponements might go where? Uh, do you think there could be some teams that will double in both 34 and 37? Um, and you know, if if it's maybe too soon to have a good idea, what info are you looking out for? And is there a time at which we'll have a good guess? at what the landscape will look like prior to it being you know fully uh official
2: so as it stands uh i think uh game week 30 or post game week 29 is i guess you can say we have oh. uh the information for the full horizon okay. um, because that is when the fa cup uh, quarterfinals would sort have of happened so we know the fa cup semi-final lineup which affects game week 34 weekend uh and then we can also fully uh plan out what will be the rearrangements in game week 34 and 37 or there have to be any other mini double game weeks like i mentioned for chelsea tottenham or even bournemouth uh, Luton, if there needs to be As of now, from the information we have, or if someone thinks that game week 30 is too far ahead, uh, the early, the earliest we will have a more sensible view is uh, just before game week 27 uh, okay. when the FA Cup fifth round happens. Uh, so by then, we will have the confirmed fixtures for game week 29. and. Also, the quarterfinal draw. So, like people are doing currently, uh, going on the fifth round draw, uh, making assumptions of who right. will be the teams in the quarterfinal uh, and uh, assuming which will be the blanks for game week 29 and forward. At that time, we will have confirmed information for game week 29, and we just need to predict uh, the blanks or rearrangements right. for game week 34. Okay. Uh, in terms of teams, uh, uh, which I predict or most people in the community are predicting uh, that would not blank in game week 29 uh, are the fixtures that uh, people are looking at are the Luton and uh, Nottingham Forest game uh, because uh, Luton are against Manchester City in the Cup no. fifth round. Yeah. And if Nottingham Forest get through their uh, replay, which is next week uh, for the fourth round, they will be against Manchester United. Uh, in the fifth round. Uh, So, most of the people are uh, predicting them to both lose their fifth round games and hence their mid-29 fixture to continue. Uh, The other fixture, which I know people are favoring Aston Villa for the Aston Villa Chelsea replay. Uh, I feel it's kind of in the balance. Uh, uh, But that is again a fixture uh, which is next uh, week. Uh, So before the Game Week 24 deadline, uh, the uh, Aston Villa-Chelsea replay of the FA Cup, which will uh, give us information as to which of the Game Week 29 fixtures will for sure go ahead. uh, And that being either the Arsenal-Chelsea game or the West Ham-Aston Villa game. Okay. So so some information will be available uh, by next Wednesday. Uh, And further information will come three weeks later uh, in the midweek after game week 26. And then even further information will come three weeks further later (laughs) after game week 29.
1: Okay, yeah, that's very valuable actually. Great information. So then my follow-up is this, uh, based on all this knowledge that you have, do you already have a chip strategy in mind? I mean, it could be also based on, you know, if this happens, I'm gonna do this. If, you know, if they get a double in this game week, I'm gonna use my, let's say, like triple captain you mentioned uh, on Solanke or like bench boost free hit. Like, do you have a strategy? I mean, or maybe you you prefer to keep it to yourself, but <laughs> we, are, we are curious. <laughs>
2: I guess uh, my current FPL rank uh, is not uh, in the top uh, 1,000 or so. so. So I am out of maybe the crown uh, race. Uh, so I think I, I am fine to reveal my strategies or proposed strategies rather. Uh, but in, in, in my view, uh, I am hoping, or as I said, uh, looking ahead uh, if the fixture happens uh, in game week 28 of the Bournemouth Luton double. And then I'm keen to use my triple captain on Solanke that game week. Uh, We will likely know by the game week 25 deadline, whether the game week 27 or 28 double is happening uh, from the expectation that uh, the team should have sufficient notice. uh, And that is roughly four weeks before the game week 28, uh, midweek. Uh, So if we think that Premier League usually do give uh, four weeks notice uh, in most cases, uh, then we will likely have a view then. Uh, And if it is that I feel the fixture is not happening, then I will be inclined to use my triple captain uh, in the upcoming double game week 25. Yeah. Uh, which currently the front runner would be Haaland uh, yeah because he is already back whereas Salah is still not back and he might not be back even by then. Uh, so Haaland would be the front runner for that, as might be for most of the people. Yeah uh, And I guess it is also a case for me to not uh, fight uh, kind of the rationale of just being tried to be different. On that, because there might not be many other day, uh, double game weeks uh, later in the season. Uh, yeah. Given if the Bournemouth fixture doesn't go into 28, it is likely then it goes into the usual 34 and 37 um, right. weeks, yeah. uh, which I am planning to utilize the bench boost and free hits for. Uh, my current preference is uh, to utilize uh, the free hit in uh, game week 37, yeah. uh, simply because uh, I am uh, looking to have the wild card uh, slightly earlier uh, than the than that time scale. So roughly around 30, game week 30 or 31, right. uh, and it is quite unlikely that I will be able to carry an optimal squad uh, from. That right. wildcard time to game week 37. Uh, so, then the game week 34 uh, bench boost uh, is probably preferred. Uh, well, also towards the end of the season, uh, there is lots of uncertainty around which of the teams are uh, kind of, if you want to call it, on the beach or motivated right. uh, yeah. for the games. And also, yeah. then uh, people are, or teams are, managers are rather having uh, random lineups to give everyone game time uh so in those kind of uh game weeks i feel a free hit is more uh, valuable because you have the concrete information only closer to the time rather than well in advance uh the slight issue with that strategy is that uh in game week 34 uh, if the top teams uh, do reach the fa cup semi finals it will mean they will only have one fixture uh because they will only have a midweek fixture for FPL purposes. As on the weekend, they will be having the FA Cup semi-finals. So, for example, teams like Man City or Liverpool uh, yeah. might only have a single uh, game week. Whereas some of the lower teams might have a double game week. But I am considering that uh, I would usually bench uh, the players uh, from the lower teams uh, in those game weeks. But because they have a double, uh, I consider my bench uh, to be having double game week. Uh, So I'm solely considering the bench to be uh, having more fixtures. And it is not that only four of those players will have doubles and the rest of the 11 will have single game weeks. Uh, It might be that it will be a mix of, let's say, six single uh, game week players and nine double game week players. Uh, So there has to be obviously a balance to be struck. But currently, that is the strategy I'm favoring. Uh, I understand it is wholly viable. Uh, people will be favoring free hit 34 uh, for the caveats I've mentioned, uh, yeah. and preferring bench boost for game week 37 because yeah. most of the teams will be doubling then. Uh, but yeah, then I guess it's it needs to be a master stroke to have. 15 doubleers uh, in that period, uh, closer to the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good point. All right. So a popular strategy, as you said, probably wildcard 30, free hit 34. Oh, no, sorry. Bench boost uh, 34 and free hit 37. Yeah. Okay. We should write it down that we keep it in mind. (laughs) But as we covered in a previous spot, it's not always the you know what is considered to be the optimal chip strategy, which in hindsight also turns out to be the best one, right? I think we co- we covered that in previous seasons. It, it was often actually a, a more creative uh, strategy that that delivered the most points. But of course, that's something we yeah we can never know in advance. But let's see. That's why maybe your uh, Bournemouth game week twenty eight idea could be a good one uh, for Solanki just to have something different. Uh, we will keep an eye on that. Okay, well, sort of. Actually, there's also a question for you that came in from uh, FreeGames.exe, um, and this is about <laughs> how um, the solver works with this kind of fixture uncertainty. I think we discussed this also probably in a previous part, but it doesn't hurt to uh, to repeat this. So um, yeah, the question is: uh, Do you run a solve a solve then with the fixture probability baked into the data, or do you run solves for all the possible scenarios? Uh,
1: so yeah, there are actually three ways of doing this. The first one is okay. um, you can do you can have a one solve with fixture probabilities baked in the data, as the the question asked. That's Pretty much like getting the data from your usual provider, review or Mikkel, and um, and then solving it um, uh, on your solver. So that will be like the probabilities of the in the data. That's good for the cases where you don't have enough time and it, it doesn't require you to do anything. So that's the easiest way of doing this. Uh, the second one is running all scenarios separately. Like you are like, oh what happens if let's say um uh, Bournemouth gets a double in 28? Like do I like triple captain uh Solanke and then use my free hit in 34 or maybe bench boost in 37. So you solve that and you solve another case where they get a double in 27 Uh, Or maybe they don't get a double in 27 and 28. So you solve these cases separately. And you try to identify if there's a common theme. Like regardless of when they get a, let's say, double. Maybe you are always free hitting in 34. That's one way, another way of doing it, obviously. And the third way is uh, generating all these scenarios so that you will have separate projection data for every scenario. And then you use... Uh, what we call a stochastic optimization model, which is not widely available in the, like, FPL landscape. Um, But, yeah, if people are interested, we can prepare something for the upcoming episodes. Uh, As you can expect, it takes much longer to solve that case. Uh, But, yeah, solvers are usually, you know, are able to handle it and they can solve it. So that um, it suggests you to do a move this game week and with all the, like, possible scenarios, they kind of like diverge uh, next game week uh, so that you are able to see, okay, if let's say like game week 29 is the the game week that everything will be clear for us, you can say solver to keep decisions the same until game week 29. And then after 29, you can split into different paths. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's a more advanced use of it. Um, That's the preferred way uh, of doing it when I have time. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing also wrong with solving for the average case. I mean, we are not uh, because like at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you know, something random happens in FPL uh, and then you are not able to follow your plans. So I'm not so, so, you know, obsessed about the, the minor differences in optimality there.
0: Okay. Okay. Good to know all right well i think those were all the questions we covered a lot uh thanks so much Tala, for uh joining us today and for sharing your expert knowledge with us Uh, was there still anything you still wanted to add maybe Uh,
2: i would just like to add that uh, message for the wider community uh, that uh, analytics or grass uh, i don't think people really need to take uh, one side or the other it is always a combination Uh, and as i have learned uh, a lot in my time in the discord that Sartab created uh, that uh, from the members there that uh, there is always a lot to learn uh, from uh, all aspects uh, and it is just a combination of those as long as you are accepting that there is uh, better opinions uh, than you out there uh, then you can certainly grow and become better manager uh as you highlighted at the start i've been playing fpl since maybe 15 16 uh, seasons now uh, uh and i maybe initial 10 seasons were just playing with uh, kind of flat mates and and not even following etc at that time i didn't even know uh, blank double game weeks or anything mm. in general mm. uh but more so uh then recently joining the community uh, and seeing the effort people put in their takes and also then uh, just about data how people analyze there is definitely predictive uh, analysis there Uh, and it is simply that the human brain uh, alone or an individual person alone cannot uh, consume or cannot rather uh, achieve everything on their own so they need support like we need in any forms of life Uh, So using a support from a solver doesn't mean you are weak. Uh, It's just that I think even there uh, it is about how you use it. Like Sartab mentioned, now there are three different approaches to it. Uh, Even in the analytics community, you will say there are people who are in the top 100 and there are people who are in the million uh, and they all still use the same solver. Uh, But it is about how you use it and also how you... kind of uh, ultimately value its results uh, that take you forward uh, and whether it is just fpl decisions or football in general or even any sport uh, as long as people are enthusiastic about it uh, i'm sure they will all go far in it
0: no that's great great message yeah. thanks yeah
1: great message
0: sort right. of anything from you to close it
1: no, I would like to thank uh, Talha for accepting our invite and uh, yep. the insights that he shared with us. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I learned a lot. Um, same. So <laughs> I'm sure the, the listeners did the same. So yeah. trying to digest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll listen back to it tomorrow. I <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to make sure I fully get it. Uh, but that was it for today then. Uh, we'll leave our usual content for next week, uh, including the Mini League update. Uh, and that means that, uh, yeah, we will not be back with game week 23 content. Uh, but you can still listen to our previous pot as we covered game weeks, 22 and 23 in that one, uh, because the next deadline is already coming up on Saturday. So keep that in mind. It's coming up quite fast and there is not enough time left for us to uh, record another pot. Uh, but for today, this was FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number 77. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of game week 22. Um, and we will be back with another episode next week to prepare for game week 24. Make, sh- make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And do follow us on X. Uh, for Surtop, it's at below. For me, it's at Belfi BB. And for Tala, it's at Tala Nadim. Oh, sorry. I should say at Tala underscore Nadim underscore 90. And you can also find us on YouTube.
1: And until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.